0: Boom! What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Fight Bananas post-fight show. I'll tell you what, you have never seen this site in your life. It's me, Blake Schneiders, with John Rahm Lacan in person! In person! I made the trip down to Orlando because I was like, you know what, I'm not going to miss a card. I'm on a work business trip and I thought I could do two things at once. Bam. John Ramakhan showed up because he's a man who's about his business and he shows up when a friend asks him to. So guess what? You're getting a double dose of us live in person, which is awesome. So we'll be passing the mic back and forth. But welcome to the Fight Bananas Post Fight Show. I'm so sorry that it's so late. Yes, I know everybody on the East Coast is probably about two o'clock right now. Yes, it's 212 If I'm, if, if I'm correct. It's a little late. That's okay. We were watching a little bit of everything. We were watching the UFC San Antonio Cheeto Vera versus uh, Corey Sanhagen. And then we were also watching the Caleb Plant fight versus
1: Joseph Benavidez.
0: Exactly. So uh, we had to give a little bit of everything because, honestly, Fight Card, there was some ups and downs on it. So we wanted to give you guys a little bit of extra from what we saw. But what's going on, guys? Thank you guys for joining us. Sorry that it is so late, but we're going to get right to it. John Ramakan, my partner here, is joining me in person. Again, doing this from the Gaylord Hotel. I know. You can make all the jokes you want about the name. I understand. Gaylord Hotel here in Orlando in person. John, what's going on?
1: Hey, man. First of all, appreciate you coming out all the way to Orlando, taking the travel from a different time zone, taking them out. So, Appreciate you coming out. But like you said, man, um, overall, the card was solid. We had a good uh, couple of fights. You know, there were some really exciting prelims as well. Got to watch Benavidez versus Caleb Plant, which was an excellent boxing match, which would, you know, as two MMA purists, I guess we can call ourselves uh, not as big boxing fans, but it was an excellent boxing showcase by both men as well. And then, man, like I said, those prelims, those first two fights of the night were probably the best fights on the card because... Absolutely amazing, just unique style for the opening fight. And in the second fight, what an absolute comeback! So, crazy fights all night. We'll get it started by the main event. Take it away,
0: man. yeah. Main event, main event was crazy. Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sandhagen, a three versus five, and Cheeto Vera being the three, Sandhagen being the five spot. Um, I'll tell you what, man, this whole division is loaded. It is loaded, and uh, we've had a little bit of uh, issues with my computer over here, but. Uh, if we can just talk about the rankings real quick in the uh, Bantamweight division, which is the one we're talking about because it's fucking loaded. And I apologize to the children in the car. They're listening at 2 a.m. apparently. But uh, no, we had number three, Chido Vera versus Corey Sandhagen, who's sitting at number five. And honestly, I was a little shocked by the, uh, the entire fight itself. The outcome I wasn't shocked on after watching the fight. But Corey Sandhagen. The man, the myth, the legend himself came out and actually put on a freak. Not, not that he doesn't; he is always a performer. Put on a show tonight. I I would like to clarify. I think he might be an octopus. Like I think his spirit animal is an octopus because he hits you from every eight different points of contact. Bam, bam, bam. He's either takedowns. He is stuffing takedowns. He's got jujitsu. Yeah, uh, he's got wrestling, but his elbows, his combo strikes, his boxing, and then his wild kicks he throws. That and the fact that he's squiggly, squeaky, and gets away every time. I don't know what it is. Corey Sandhagen looked on fire tonight. Cheeto Vera, on the other hand, I'm a huge Cheeto Vera fan. In fact, I actually had Cheeto if I was a betting man, which I haven't bet yet. Yeah, but if I was betting on this fight, I would have taken Cheeto Vera. Yes, he is a little bit of a slow starter, but he usually comes with the power. This time, Sandhagen made Cheeto Vera look like an, a normal man, which I don't think has ever happened to Cheeto Vera. He is an absolute all star in this division, and he just didn't have it tonight.
1: Yeah, it was tough. Uh, it was really because, like you said, he always comes off as a slow starter. So you do expect him maybe to have those Peter Jan kind of moments where he's starting off, you know, downloading the information, making his reads, doing things like that. But this fight, we didn't really get to see him get any any flow in those first couple of rounds because, like you said, Corey Sanhagen was able to do a lot of things well. He was able to you know, laterally move well, stay away from the devastating strikes of Chido Vera. But specifically in those first two rounds, it was his offensive wrestling that led him to success. He was able to put Cheeto Vera on his back and able to hold him down for pretty much the majority of most of those yeah. rounds. So that was the determining factor for those first two rounds. And even rounds three, four, and five, like you said, his ability to just kick really well, right? To get the, not, he was using that lead hand so uniquely, like double jab, a little hook, right? So he was using that lead hand, switching stances as well, you know, doing a very good job just of like you said, every single aspect of MMA. This was probably one of his more complete showings that we've seen so far. So it was exciting to see him, um, especially a guy who's last lost to Alderman Sterling, who's the champ right now, right? See him come back, or I think he lost to TJ. He did lose to TJ as well, but, you know, lose to two top guys, obviously. But to see him come back after that and still showcase that top tier MMA talent all well around and now calling out, like you said, stack division, calling out the number one contender, Marab. Wow. So we're going to see that happen now, or maybe we'll see that happen. We'll see where it goes from there. No, an absolute banger from
0: from uh, Sandhagen. The, the funny thing to me was that Cheetah, when he came out, one of the things I've always noticed about Cheeto Vera is that he has fantastic leg kicks. He It sounds like a baseball bat off of a wooden backboard when he snaps the leg. Sandhagen was doing so much movement today, John, that it just, it, he. It, I don't know if it scared him. I don't know if it just interrupted his game because even in the post-fight interview, he said he felt on top of his game. He said he thought he had a good game plan, blah, 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 blah. Didn't matter at the end because one of the things, again, leg kicks. He did not do that. And and Sandhagen bounced around the cage, moving into fights that, or moving into punches that set him up. He was, he was not stagnant this entire fight. This was not a stand in the middle, let's go ahead and go together and swing and bang. No, this was uh, Sandhagen picking apart his opponent as if a Jaguar had just chased down a zebra. You know what I mean? Like, it was... It was unusual to very watch, tactical. very, very tactical, very tactical. It, it was unusual to see San, uh, to see Cheeto Vera caught off guard the way he was, and he did not utilize the leg kicks, which, in my opinion, would have stopped the very tactic that Corey Sandhagen was trying to put on him. You hit him in the legs multiple times; he stops bouncing around like a damn gazelle, and he gets go, he gets, uh, you know, in position to actually fight him. Cheeto Vera didn't do any of that. And so Sandhagen was able to utilize his entire game plan through all five rounds. That, to me, was not only a, a mess up by Cheeto, but it, it, it showed me, I think, a mind game that Sandhagen played against Cheeto Vera.
1: Yeah, it, it showed that he had more than one uh, route to victory for the fight, right? Because yeah. he could have emulated the first two rounds and just wrestled for rounds three, four, and five. But he really didn't do much of that. What he decided to do from rounds three, four, and five was stand on the feet, yep. showcase his lateral movement, right? Showcase his switching of his stances. So he was able to just even outstrike somebody who's such a good striker, like you said, make it really hard for Cheeto to land anything clean. And that was really what was Cheeto's, what was Cheeto having a hard time of. And you'd even heard of when he would go to the corner, right? Cheeto's corner would be like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like they would try to like egg him on. That's something, you know, you always like to pay attention to is how is their corner responding to how the fighter is performing? Because that'll kind of give you a tell of maybe they're not performing as to their their highest, you know, you know, their highest potential or what they see normally in the gym or maybe even a couple days ago in warm up. So maybe something happened. Like you said, uh, Sanhagen psychologically showed some dominance or showed a different part of his game that Cheeto wasn't expecting. Or maybe Cheeto thought he can cut off like what he did with Dominic Cruz and that awkward movement. Maybe he thought he could do the same thing, and he wasn't able to do that. So I think that played a big factor in maybe the mental defeat before the physical or before the five rounds ended, really just kind of taking a first loss in the head before it actually came out to fruition uh, once he wasn't able to kind of get going.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I noticed was that as you were, t- we're, we're talking about, cornering guys off, being able to move around the cage. The thing that was so weird, again, because he didn't utilize the leg kicks, Sanhagen was able to move all over the place. But what he did was he was setting himself up into positions. He wasn't moving uh, spastically and sporadically, being able to just get out of the way of punches from Chido Vera. What he was able to do is Sanhagen was able to set himself up in positions for a jab, for a cross, for anything of that nature in the boxing arena to set up his fights and set, or not, not his fights, but to set up his jabs in an unorthodox manner. And that was the thing that really threw Cheeto through a loop. He, he just couldn't, for some reason, and normally we we view Vera as that. Uh, Sandhagen, obviously, we know is a master of a little bit of everything. You know, eight-point eight touch, killing, exploding, palm heart, trick, whatever you want to call it. He just he it looked like he confused vera throughout most of the fight
1: yeah no i 100 agree with you i think it was just really hard for cheeto to find and get anything going right because in a fight you need to kind of get out of the thinking and get into that flow state right and maybe those first couple rounds you you think and you get the information you need and then Rounds three, rounds four, round five, you're in that flow state. But like you said, he didn't allow him to get into that into that state. He made him think way too much. He made him hesitate. And I think that hesitation from Chido Vera is really what cost him tonight. Even if he would have lost the first two rounds, his round five performance was pretty good. Like He had a really good yes. round five, in my opinion. I think that was the best he looked in the entire fight, which kind of disappointed me. Because if you had that in the gas tank for round five, you could have done it round four, round three. And not lost the fight on the scorecards like the way you did. And I think you know maybe even you know with the gas tank that you have, you know Chido Vera has a gas tank for five rounds. He's fought a couple main events before. Like this isn't his first time out with this, and he's gone deep into the fourth round. He's lost you know out against dominant Cruz and against other fighters as well. So um, I think like you said, it just really was hard for him to get going, and because of that, you know he just wasn't able to get the win tonight.
0: The, one of the things that blew my mind was at the end they called it a split decision. They called this fight a split decision. Everybody who saw the fight, you know, I'm sure I would love to hear your opinions in the comments. Please let us know what you guys thought. Uh, might not be able to read them on air because we are doing this in a uh, an awkward setup. But um, please comment, like, share, subscribe, do all those things. But what was so funny is they, they called this a split decision. And anybody who watched the fight, John, this was not a split decision. Corey Sandhagen, that first round, Was able to rain, got the takedown, was able to rain down some ground and pound, was able to rain down the elbows, and it looked bleak in the very first round. Then in the second round, he was still in control. At one point, he was up 109 to 13 on total strikes. 109 to 13, John, in the second round of a five round fight. About to pull a cord out of this bad boy, but I couldn't believe where they were at in that fight because Sandhagen just looked so good those first two three rounds even. Um and he was switching stances. He was moving constantly. He was again implementing that game plan that we talked about. He was like a not a deer in the headlights, but he was as if a, a rabbit was getting chased through a sugarcane field everywhere. He just did not stay still, which when you don't stay still, obviously it makes it hard for the opponent to actually gauge not only the distance but also gauge the fight itself. Gauge where you're going to be, what you're going to do next. You're not repeating the same movements. And he, excuse me, he was not doing that. He wasn't repeating similar movements, at least not for wide swaths of time. And I think that's why Cheeto had such a hard time gauging where he was. What's he going to do next? Uh, Sandhagen just was on fire when it came to being in a place that you don't expect me to be when you don't expect me to be there.
1: Yeah, like you said, it was just the unpredictability of Sanhagen that just really made things, you know, really, really hard for him. So I think from here now, it's going to see how can that unpredictable, unpredictable movement give somebody like Mirab troubles, right? Now that's the next question because you know Cheeto, so I think was, from here that was his call out after
0: the end of the uh, after the end of the fight. That was his call out was, hey, I don't want to. He said, I'll feel like a slime bag if I'm going to call out for the championship title fight. So I want me Rob. In the center, and he, what was his corny line?
1: He said, if you're hungry, I got something to feed you, and you're not going to like it. And you're not going to like it. And honestly, it was a corny call out, and he said it was going to be corny beforehand, which is very on-brand for Corey Sanhagen because you know he's not the type you mean, of guy. I mean corny Sanhagen? Corny Sanhagen. Born <laughs> nickname right here. That's why he's the best host in the game. But Corey Sanhagen, would, like you say, the, the corny callout, right? But that's, that's who he is as a fighter. He's not a guy. And this is actually – this was a great main event for both guys – that really don't care about the outside stuff about the UFC, right? They kind of just – they're themselves, right? They're yes. themselves. Like Cheto Vera, obviously, if you don't know the story about him, getting into the UFC because he wanted to get the surgery for his daughter, right? Having to get that surgery for her and, and earning that money and, and doing that. Obviously now he's a top ranked contender, being able to take care of his family do stuff like that. But he never really changed from who tr- he truly was, right? And same thing with Corey Sanhagen. I mean, you look at the promos, the way he is with his family, with, with his parents, obviously they're promos, they're scripted, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, selected and put together, but it still shows kind of, you know, what these guys are. And when it comes to, you know, their pre fight uh, press conference and stuff like that, you'll see where their character is, like how they respond to questions. So it was a really an excellent fight that two guys um, that, like I said, really were themselves. But now it's just interesting to see how the Corey versus uh Murad matchup will go.
0: Yeah. And again, this, go- this goes back to talking about the entire division. I mean, this entire division is stacked and it's interesting to see who will bump up because obviously Alderman Sterling right now leading the way has the title belt. What is, you know, what's the next fight for Alderman Sterling, obviously? And if he gets the dub, who's next on the ballot? We have Sean O'Malley, we have Cheeto Vera, we got Peter Young, Corey Sagan, Rob and sitting, Rob Vaughn, and sitting at number seven, still the commentator himself, dominant Commentator Cruz. So, and, and, and Cruz just had a fight announced uh, just recently.
1: That's what I was going to say. Cruz versus... Um... Uh, D- uh not dillashaw the guy who he beat uh cody cody, cody, garbrandt. cody garbrandt so that's going to be the fight that's potentially being talked about is cody garbrandt versus dominic cruz uh um, but i think you know obviously al Jermaine is going to be facing cejudo coming yes. up in a couple months yes. um, and that
0: fight that fight itself is going to be fantastic obviously cejudo as cringe as he is as everybody like cejudo is not a WWE scripted all-star. He is j- extremely cringe. Okay, I'm sorry. But his skills do not equate to his commentary ability because his skills on the mat, his his uh, Olympic prowess, what he's done, what does he call himself? Triple C? Triple C. Triple C, because he's got all these belts. I I think that fight is going to be fantastic, especially to see him coming off of uh, quasi-retirement, I guess. Uh, I don't know what you're really going to call that, but... Um, a little step away from the game. But no. Uh Algerman Sterling right now holds the belt, going to be the the front runner for really showing where this division's gonna go. And really Sahudo with all these guys, with with O'Malley, with Vera, with Jan, K- Sandhagen, he might come in and fuck
1: up the whole trajectory of everybody. Yeah, you might have something where you'll have like and Usman coming into the division, right? A mini Usman where you have him come in. Uh, excellent wrestler, obviously has decent striking as well. But now the interesting is what, what does he look like at 135, right? Exactly. Like that's that's the next question for him. So like, that's what you want to see at that point, because that's the that's really, like you said, like the interesting part, because now if he beats Aljamain, then that's the next question. All right. So now you'll have Mirab versus, uh, you know, the winner of Mirab versus Sanhagen, Sanhagen yeah. versus the winner of, Corey or versus uh, Ster- the winner of Sterling versus Cejudo. Yeah. So a um, couple of matchups can come out of that. You can get the rematch of Sterling versus Sanhagen. You can get Cejudo versus Murat, which you I would get the
0: rematch of, of Sterling versus Sahudo
1: yeah exactly so you Depending know on the fight. exactly because if he wins right who's to say that aljamain doesn't have a competitive fight loses a decision it'll give him a rematch too so a couple things to go there and um, just excited to see how the division goes
0: yeah no th- this whole thing i mean this this like i said this division is from top to bottom just really blowing everything up and i know we spent a lot of time on this first fight because Honestly, that was kind of the, I mean, obviously you guys want to hear about the main card. That was really the fight that everybody wanted to see. Didn't end the way. I think a lot of us thought it would be again, Cheeto Vera not getting the decision uh, somehow got a split decision. Ojeda as the, as the referee or as the judger gave a split decision somehow to Cheeto Vera. And, and that leads into an entire argument that MMA fans have been having forever about scoring and just, how judges judge fights and, and that's a, an entirely different topic for an entirely different show we're here to just give you all the best um we're we're not going to go over the entire card tonight ladies and gentlemen because that
1: honestly i'm sorry it'd probably be a waste of your time oh, i gosh. love it although, although i do want to give a shout out to holly home although it wasn't the most exciting fight right she did her thing against santos like uh she was able to get the the, the crucifix position down a couple times and we got to remember this lady is 41 years old and she's still dominating Yes. Top contender after top contender in that division, right? So, uh, definitely want to give a shout out to her. But to your point, you know, um, the other fights just really weren't all that you know, you had a split de- decision where I do think that was a robbery. I do think uh, Lee should have won that fight, not not Angela Lee. I'm confusing her with the, the one it's uh,
0: honest.
1: uh,
0: you oh, you're talking about Macy Barbara,
1: Andrea Lee, Andrea Lee. She definitely got robbed, um, although it was a close fight, so you get can't really call those a robbery. but. I think with the ground control time, uh, Lee should have won that fight. Uh, but other than that, the first, or uh, the second fight, you know, they really were slow tempo fights. I think if you really wanted to see some good fights or if you're going to watch some replays of any of these fights, the first two fights on this card are absolute bangers. Like the second fight is my, you know, if we're going to go to picks, but
0: we're going yeah, Go set
1: up my second, the second fight of the night uh, between, I'm going to get the name. It's uh, CJ. Uh, yeah. CJ Vergara versus Daniel De Silva like that. Holy crap, like that was one of the best fights I've seen because he was getting, he got wheel kicked twice, twice, twice in the first round, and he was dropped multiple times, and this was the first time, uh, I mean, I've only watched MMA for about six years now, so I'm still a baby in the industry, but I, this is the first time I've seen a guy run away for like more than a couple oh, of he seconds. Ran. He He legit turn around and the
0: seagulls could have made a song about him because he was run so far a fucking away. That I'm telling you, dude. And I run away from wheel kicks. That dude, that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. That I'm gonna get so much flack for doing that bullshit, right?
1: (laughs) You saying so good, you're gonna get us, you're gonna get us flagged, man. You're about to get us banned off of everything. Um, but man, Vergara, the hometown guy, right? If you don't know his story, obviously. You know, he was a guy that started a fight club in, in high school because he just liked fighting. man. Yeah. he just enjoyed it. He just wanted to get into it more. And, you know, they got in trouble for it. But, hey, now he's fighting in the UFC. Like I said, he got wheel kicked twice in the first round. His opponent pretty much 10-8 him. It was, that's my opinion, probably a 10-8 round. Yeah, oh, 100%. Second round, he was able to get the comeback, was able to put his opponent down, who actually blew his gas tank in the first round. Get his opponent down. His opponent went for a calf slicer. He was able to kind of reverse the position, get on top, finish with some excellent ground and pound elbows to the body, elbows to the head. We got Robert Vallega Vallego. It's a flock of things, seagulls. There you go, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: flock of seagulls. Yeah,
1: that's go. what I meant. That's what I meant, Rob. And uh, um, yeah, man, he was able to get the win in the second round. So, like I said, if you're gonna watch some of the fights, also shout out to uh, Lucas. No, is it Lucas Barboza? Uh, I think yeah Lucas uh, Alexander actually that he's uh, fighting out of Orlando from Fusion XL so definitely want to oh yeah tape, he taped over a wedding video so
0: Rob Rob taped over I hope it wasn't your own No no,
1: no 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 so what happened was the uh, CJ um uh Vergara he got in trouble because when he was recording fights for the Fight Club oh. He recorded fights over some one of his family's wedding videos. So that's ah, how he got in trouble. We go. So Vergara was able to, uh, I guess, redeem himself, get his win in the <laughs> UFC in his hometown, right? So whoever's wedding that was, I guess, you know, unfortunate for them, but he got a win in the UFC. So you're in that. But like I said, I want to say shout out to Lucas Alexander, obviously fighting out of Orlando here in Fusion XL, training with all the guys um, that are that are here local. So I want to shout out to all those guys. Uh and D.L. Hudson, I saw you on TV as well. So shout out to you, my man. There
0: we go. There we go. No, yeah, no that that fight to me it was funny because I was so I'm here on a business trip doing my own thing. Uh, wasn't able to really pay as much attention as I would like, and I I hate telling you guys that every single week, but you know when you're busy when you're doing this is for fun. You know you, you, when you're trying to make a life out of yourself when you got other life to live. It just sometimes that shit happens. But um, the C.J. Vergara fight versus Daniel Da Silva. John, so I didn't get to see it. John showed me it, went back. We watched the whole thing together. I was all over the place, man. John can attest to this. I was back and forth. I didn't know who was winning. All of a sudden, obviously, CJ Vegara got the TKO, was able to land the ground and pound for the finish. But I had no idea who was going to win that fight. And talking about back and forth fights, we really have to talk about, in my opinion, not only was this fight, but the other fight that potentially could be fight of the night, John. Potentially could be fight of the night. Victor Victor Altamoreno versus de Salvador. That opening fight. If you guys don't watch the prelims, watch the fucking prelims. I'm telling you. The prelims are where it's at. Those are the guys that you're going to be seeing coming up in the, in, the, in the industry, coming up in the organization, and they are going to be doing something crazy every week because the talent level is there. Watch the damn prelims. I know we've been saying it forever, but guys, if you haven't been doing it, please do. But... Victor Altamoreno versus uh, Venicia Salvador. That fight was one that actually surprised me. It was back and forth, all over the place. These guys were throwing strikes left and right, super unique strikes, spinning back kicks, spinning fists. Um, I mean, I mean, they were they were trying to throw everything and anything that they had in their catalog of strikes. What surprised me is when I watched the fight, Venicia Salvador, in my opinion, won. And that maybe was because the way he was throwing his strikes really caught me off guard as a fan. And that's something you guys like to watch. So maybe that's why I was leaning towards him. When Victor Altamoreno got the dub, John can even tell you my hands were on my head. I threw my fucking phone on the ground. I was, I was like, are you kidding me? I I didn't think we saw the same fight. I'm going to go back and rewatch that fight to give you guys a better opinion. But in my mind, Venetia Salvador won on strikes. Again, it could be a bias. It could be because the strikes were so fanatic. They were so unique. But in my mind, I think he won. But it came down to the decision. Three-round fight. Went all all three rounds, 15 minutes. Victor Altamirano got the dub.
1: Yeah, and uh, this is one we're actually in disagreement with because uh, watching the fight, I did think that that Victor Altamirano got the win. I know f- the round one for sure was the clearest of the rounds because he was able to get the takedown maintained some top pressure for about two three minutes on top so i think that was the more clear round um i think with the for the rest of the fight what happened with his opponent was when he was throwing against Alta moreno he was landing on the shoulder he was landing on the chest and it made a lot of sound and it, it sounded like a damn baseball bat against hardwood man i already said it once it was the sounding of two wet meat slapping against each other <laughs> that's what the sound that's what that sound was so um that's it sounded you know audibly and visually right it looks like he won the fight but i think um in my opinion i do think altamirano won the fight <laughs> i do think he won the fight um obviously you got a little bit of that hometown rub you know being in texas you know being born in texas as well um but you know when it's a close fight it's it's hard to call a robbery i think in my in my opinion i don't ever like to call robberies or close. I don't think it was robbery. But you can argue both ways. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely 400%. argue both
0: ways. Yeah, I, I do not believe that the fight was a robbery, and that's not something I'm gonna sit here and, and that's not a hill I'm gonna preach on and die on. I thought it would, the fight was great. From each guy was going back and forth, back and forth, and I really did believe that salvador won, but i i i can 1000 percent see because both guys this fight was so unique everybody was throwing anything and everything i think uh alta moreno had about four spinning back elbows which you just don't they, like, they were just throwing the kitchen sink at each other and especially in the third round so that's i think why i have no problem with him winning it just kind of shocked me when i saw it
1: yeah no it's definitely you can you know with the more flashy opponents right you 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 want the flashier person to win. I think that's always what you want to see. But um, I think tonight was just one of those fights where it was just like, you know, it was more so the pressure of Alta Moreno where he was pressing to get the takedowns. Obviously, he wasn't necessarily getting as much damage, but both guys didn't really get too much damage. So at that point, you have to see who had more volume, and I think Alta Moreno had more volume at that point.
0: And that, and that makes sense. Now, again, we're not going to cover the whole card. We covered the, the highlights of the card, and honestly, if we're giving out highlights and we're giving out awards tonight really was not an award night there wasn't a whole lot that we would like to give I again I'm and John's in agreement with me I'm gonna give my awards to the undercard yeah I'm gonna give my my awards to the prelim I thought they had the most exciting fights obviously sandhagen Hagen Chido Vera was the main card event I didn't think that that performance uh Sand looked great
1: yeah
0: Cheeto didn't did not really give the backlash that we thought he would give or you know even though he is a slow starter coming in with a veracity at the end of the fight and he's I mean 5 rounds is no problem for cheeto Vera. It just didn't tickle the fancy. It didn't tickle my balls the way I wanted it to. So <laughs> um that's why I'm here. Yeah, they yeah, that's what John says, you know, you know. He, no. <laughs> but uh but no, I just think that uh, at the end of the day, I got to give my awards to both of those fights. Um again, sorry we're kind of doing this a little janky, but <laughs> Uh, Alta Moreno, Alta Moreno for Salvador. sure. Alta Moreno versus Salvador and, and CJ Viagra, as Rob on the comments is saying. Why hasn't anybody called him Viagra yet? I agree. You know why? Because he was out there looking rock fucking hard, baby. <laughs> Call the
1: doctor after four
0: hours. <laughs> I guarantee you, he got a he got a nat, all natural erection after that. I promise you. But uh Victor Alta Moreno and Venicia uh, Salvador, that was one of my fights of the night, as well as CJ. Viagra, Vir- Viraga, <laughs> Vergara. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it's late, guys. I'm sorry. We we're we're just hanging out, having fun. So I apologize for you guys. Are like this is a shitty radio, man. Nah, we're having a good time. But CJ Vergara and Dana De Silva, those two fights back to for- back and forth. I thought those guys were the fights of the night, hands down. If there's anybody, if Dana White's listening to our podcast, which obviously he would because we're the best. But if he's listening to this right now, those guys should have deserved. Um, and if they haven't gotten it. App, that's a D1 right here. If you guys are watching on video, just threw my phone and caught it at the same time because got giant hands. But uh, no, those guys were fights of the night, performance bonuses of the night. Give those guys 50k because they deserve it,
1: baby. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. When it comes to uh, the performances, I think they were just absolutely like they were the most entertaining fights of the night. Like, I was really excited because you know, when I watched the card, I've started from the prelims, obviously. And after those first two fights, and honestly, even the Trevin Giles fight, he had a pretty solid fight as well. And like I said, L- Lucas Alexander, the four prelims, I would give him probably an 8, 8.5 out of 10 across all four. The first two fights, 10 out of 10. Not even close, right? Between the fights, you know, the couple next fights, um, it, it averages down a little bit. So I would say like 8.5. I would probably even say 9. You'd probably give a 9 into those prelims. You know what I mean? I'm stingy. I'm stingy when it comes to ratings. So I'm going to give it about an 8.4. I'm going to give it a 9.09.9.01. I'm going to give I'm because I'm going to keep 100 with you guys. Lucas Alexander had an almost flawless performance, right? I'm uh, not sure if he broke his hand and he gets to see after that, but man, the kickboxing that he was able to, to perform and display with a full camp this time. So he was able to really just show that out. Uh, the Trevin Giles fight against his opponent, um, that was also another exciting back and forth. I think that was a split decision as well. And then you had, like I said, the second fight of the night, which was an amazing comeback one of the best comebacks i've seen watching mma for as long as i have and then for as
0: little as you. as little as i have
1: <laughs> 6 years right so it's only that's only a little, yeah, just a little bit right but uh and then the opening fight just back and forth right just back and forth and then the split decision as well so um you know quite the night not 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 quite the prelims i should say yeah. quite the prelims main card i'll give it like maybe like honestly like a 2 or 3 out of 10 We do have
0: a little special dessert for you guys because it it did take so long for us to do that. We took so long for us to do the show. But what we did do is we were able to watch the premier boxing championship versus David Benavidez and Caleb Plant. And I'll tell you what, (laughs) normally we're not a boxing show. John and I really aren't boxing guys. We cover mainly MMA, anything and everything in MMA. We don't really cover boxing too much. We have talked about the Tyson Fury-Jake Paul fight only because it's topical. Not necessarily because we're just like, hey, that's... But no, we're trying to do more. We're trying to watch more, giving all the fight fans from every single category what they want to hear. And we did watch the David Benavides versus Caleb Plant fight. And I'll tell you what, man. If you guys saw that fight, what a fucking fight that was, baby. Are you kidding? So for those who don't know, David Benavidez comes in, fights Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant, the man, that myth, the legend himself, took the loss tonight, John. Took the loss in a pretty unanimous decision. I mean, it wasn't even close. Caleb Plant himself is an amazing striker. But David Benavidez knew exactly what he wanted to do. He came in and executed his game plan exactly the way he wanted to do it. Caleb Plant took. I mean, at the end of the fight, as MMA guys, you look at damage. You don't look, really look at strikes as much. You look at damage first and foremost because that's how you judge a fight. Who got their ass kicked? I'll tell you what. Caleb Plant got his ass kicked tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, we started watching around the third round. I would say, in you know, our you know, our, our uh, not our stream because we or we buy all our fights. Um, you know, of course, we were watching it on cable on pay per view. On pay per view because we paid a lot of money yes. for that. We paid a lot of money for to watch that main event um but getting into round three and four the internet was getting messed up so obviously our connection was cutting cutting out but it was you know david or david benavidez was uh just showing out oh, absolutely showing out man absolutely from from round four and five on he was able to land excellent hooks to the body the dirty boxing that he was able to display yes. i think which just so you un- something that's so unique about his size is having such long arms and being able to really work that dirty box and, and get Around good angles, yes, even when he's in close, right? He was pulling
0: a Corey Sandhagen.
1: He was pulling a Corey Sandhagen essentially. <laughs> so um getting later into the round, man, he was able to land some really nice shots. Shout out to Caleb Plant for eating a lot of those heavy punches and still going for the honestly, the 12th round for Caleb Plant was kind of like what we saw from Cheeto Vera, where he after sucking for a couple rounds, he finally she yeah. finally showed up again, right? But um it was a little too little too late. But Benavidez got the win. It was an exciting boxing fight. And I think that's one of those fights where you see uh, Benavidez starts to kind of grow a little bit more because he's still kind of a young fighter working into kind of his own and still, you know, growing into a top contender in that division. So for him to beat Caleb Plant, you know, a couple fights after Canelo beat Caleb Plant, you know, that's something uh, that you can kind of hang your hat on a little bit. Of course.
0: No, the the entire fight was fantastic. Again, we're not really big boxing guys. And shout out to Robert in the comments. I appreciate you watching, my man. Again, we're doing this a little differently than we normally do. Me and John are in person because I'm down here in beautiful Orlando hanging out, having a good time. And he was gracious enough to come down and bless me with his presence because his presence is a present. And I promise you that. So
1: (laughs) You'll only say beautiful Orlando if you're not from Orlando. Because if you live here, you're like, man, this shit is regular. I will tell you what, you guys got really shitty food down here, but
0: (laughs) it's not your fault. You didn't do it. You didn't do it. No mom and pop shops. I was looking for some mom and pop shops for some good stuff. Unless you can help me out. Ain't I seen nothing but chains, man. I'll tell you what, I've seen eight Florida men since I've been here. So that's been crazy. So had a guy almost climbing to a, a passenger in front of us's window looking for change. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing guy? Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, the Caleb plant flight was fantastic. I appreciate you guys joining us again, Robert in the comments. Thank you guys so much for joining us, commenting, even giving us the time of day to talk about what we do. Cause I'll tell you what, we just do this shit for fun, man. We're just out here having a good time. We've watched enough fights. this, but Like I said, John's been watching this for almost a, a half a year. So that's been great. <laughs> John's been six years deep. I've I, you know, i been watching it forever, but it's on and off. And then I really got into it here the last about five, six, seven, eight years. So um, thank you for just even entertaining us and letting us do what we like to do. And we appreciate you guys commenting and listening. That pretty much wraps it up for the show. Rob came in with one day. He said, at the end of the day, hey, at the end of the day, Rob, you know who it is. It's your boys. It's Blake and John. We hear all day, every day giving you the best of what you want to know and probably a lot of what you don't. So, <laughs> we appreciate you, John. Anyway, uh, I don't have any really final words to say other than thank you guys so much. Tonight has been fantastic. UFC San Antonio. Did it deliver? At the end of the day, did it deliver? Probably not like we would have liked, but hey, sometimes that's the fight game.
1: That's the fight game, and I think the best part about it is now the next fight that we're going to have, two weeks from now, Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira, we also have Jorge Masvidal, Gilbert Burns, keep on going. Kevin Holland Holland. is fighting on the card as well. For me, that's three of my top five fighters. I am going to be anxious AF for the next couple of weeks because for me, I am so scared when my favorite fighters fight. So... (laughs) It's because you don't want him to lose, John. I don't want him to lose, man. So, you know, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, you know, we're gonna have some excellent, excellent fights uh come a, a couple weeks. Next weekend's obviously WrestleMania weekend, so we'll have that weekend on. Unless you want to do a wrestling show, maybe me and Dave will do one. We are our DX guys, you know. I'll what I join mean? a wrestling. Because if you're not done with that, we got we got two words for you.
0: Fuck oh, you awesome. and suck our dicks. That's three words. My bad. And suck our dicks. That's well, that's seven a- words, yeah. but you know. I'm <laughs> in suck our dicks. Anyway, no, the the only other fighter he left off that was Raul Rojas Jr. He made his UFC debut not that long ago, and he got the win in a dominating performance. And then guess what? The very next fight he gets versus Christian Rodriguez, it's on the main card, baby. So you got Gilbert Burns, you got Jorge Masvidal, Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira, Kevin Holland, Nibio shows his face on the card, and then Raul Rojas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez, and we got everything. And if you don't want to watch that, we'll do this again. Guess what you can do, sucker dicks. So. Uh, appreciate everybody joining the show. Appreciate everybody who tuned in tonight. Thank you so much for Robert in the comments, and we appreciate you guys. We are
1: out. You gotta kill it on the computer, so we're gonna be talking for a couple extra minutes because Blake forgot. forgot about He's me. got to kill it on his own. Then, so what we do. We're gonna hit end right here.